2: In other your old news we're old uh trust me you're going to relate to the story i'm going to share with you here on the colleen and bradley show in a moment but uh let's welcome you to the third hour it's friday november 11th just after two o'clock of course laurie and julia kick off at three we've always got a full day of pop culture and hilarity and random laughs on my talk 1071 i'm bradley trainer holly roberts and mike today colleen will be back on monday you guys um maybe you can relate and by the way if you want to join the conversation and um, so I don't have to be alone on old person island, 651-641-1071. Maybe you've had a story like this in your life. So I was at the doctor's office this morning and on my way out, uh, I was like, do you have any plans for the weekend? And she was like, no, not really. I went to see uh, somebody uh, that she loved. Oh, gosh, I'm actually not going to say who it was because mm-hmm. she didn't say anything nice. And I don't want to say anything. A celebrity, a celebrity. She mm-hmm. saw a celebrity. And it was someone she loved watching on uh, the television. Mm-hmm. And she said the person did not live up to who she thought the person was. Right. So like and I we had that whole conversation. It's just to say we had that conversation about like sometimes it's best not to meet your idols. Yeah. And so I, I I related to her and said, oh, my God, don't tell her, you know, let me tell you a story. Ooh. And I told her the story that many of my talkers know about the one time Vicki Lawrence came to. Uh, to be a guest on the Colleen Bradley show.
1: Yeah. We, that story has been told many times on the air. No secret.
2: Exactly. So I'm not going to bore you with this. T- but it was one of those moments where uh, you just go, wow, OK, maybe I don't want to meet my idols. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, that's what I thought I was doing by sharing that story relating, you know, to my doctor. But as I'm saying, you know, oh, I had that very same experience with Vicky Lawrence. And I go, ooh, she's younger. So I bet she doesn't, may not remember off the top of her head who Vicki Lawrence is. I go, you know, she worked with Carol Burnett mm-hmm. on the Carol Burnett show. Still nothing. Oh. Um, And I go, oh, okay, well, Mama's Family. Because, you know, that was what, the 80s, that was in the 90s? 80s. Yeah, syndicated. Uh, syndicated, reruns, I mean... Still nothing looked at me dead in the eyes like, uh, oh, OK, uh, I was like and as I'm like, I want to keep just getting I want to get to the story because it's not about like I just want to get to the story where I can relate to the thing where I'm like, yes. oh, yeah, don't meet your idols. But I realize I'm really now explaining way too much about who Vicki Lawrence is, and I go, "Oh, you know Mama's family. She was the lady who dressed as the old lady, and she had the wig, uh, and it was the with the, th- and she literally, uh, I I don't I don't uh, know who that is." And uh, I thought, uh, I and I looked at her, and I was like, "You don't know," I, I, and then all of a sudden I started going, "Oh God, it's not her, it's me." Uh, It's me. I'm old. Oh, no. You have crossed through
1: the looking glass, Bradley. (laughs) Because my
2: pop culture references no longer mean anything Uh, to these people under the age of a certain age. uh, I'm assuming she's under 40. Anyway, I know people have had that experience before. So if you want to join that conversation, don't make me feel alone on an island. You're not. But it's okay. I'll be alone and old.
1: I'm going to come onto your island, Bradley. Make room for me. Oh, good. Six five one
2: six four one one zero seven one. Mike is waiting for your call if you'd like. And actually, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes just showed up. So if you can relate to this story too, Paul, please jump in. Yes, Holly, share with us uh, the story I know you also can identify oh, with.
1: Oh, several things. One, recently at a dinner, having conversation with someone who's around the same age as me. I referenced John Wayne. Oh, yeah. Actors Everybody knows who John Icon. Wayne is. I put on right? posters and things. Crickets. What? Crickets. Paul, crickets.
2: Uh, like, literally, they had no clue? They like, had
1: no clue. I had to rapture myself from the meal, and I went Did you try away. to explain?
2: Like, cowboy. How
1: do you explain that?
2: Western?
0: True Grit.
1: That, be, be, you Even <laughs> if they don't know Rooster Cogburn, Paul McGuire or Grimes, you at least know the archetype yeah, I was going to say. Don't John... get too deep here, please. No. no, no, no. <laughs> That—that's that, not it. I wasn't even going to go yeah. deep. I'm like, you know, that John Wayne is the symbol of a rugged individual American cowboy.
2: Mike, you know who John Wayne? Oh, absolutely. Is? Okay, yes. right, right. I mean, yeah. you just—I don't know. I don't, oh, no, sure. don't yeah, want to. Yeah. Asu- I can't assume anything. <laughs> Did you know who
1: Vicki Lawrence? Yes.
3: Yes. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Okay. All right. You... I'm going to try you one more. Try, okay. you, try you one more, and this is where you can tell there's a generational divide. So, I am married to a person whose last name.
2: Oh yes. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. No, I want you. Uh, You're not saying in, his
2: last name. Or no, what? I will say oh, okay, it. I good. just want
1: to preface this. I want everyone in the room here: Paul, Bradley, Mike. The first thing that comes to mind when I say the last name to Neil, what do you think? The captain. Where's captain the captain? Neil.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The captain is <laughs> Neil. <and Tenille>.
2: That's <laughs> like literally. Yeah.
1: Folks under twenty-five. <laughs> don't even know how to pronounce the name. What?
2: Oh, so you can't they, say, you know, like the Captain And.
1: That doesn't work. It's <laughs> <cricket>. <laughs> They're like, oh. Uh, sort of, hey, uh, 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 <laughs> <Tenile? laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, Oh. I was, was aged up due to my references that I make. Okay. Oh. And, well, I, I appreciate
2: this because I think, especially <laughs> those of us in this room, we all have a heightened sense of pop culture, which provides us some extra generational awareness
0: of people, share your story. in my corporate job, where a lot of us are on Zoom, and my teammate, I make a lot of just old people references. I talk about Golden Girls, the Beatles, you know, like how I is just, that <laughs> old
2: people reference? Golden Girls but is like, old people it's references,
0: not, but like my general references are just skew older than a lot of my younger teammates, yeah. and I even talk about myself being a grandpa. Yeah. So then my teammate he is wearing grand- a cardigan sweater today, <laughs> you guys. Know, yeah. and it, I'm not it, and even corny, My neighbor, it, it's
1: gorgeous. By the <laughs> thank way,
0: thank you, thank you. So my teammate the other day, one of them, she was like. Uh, I know I, I can guess how old she is, by the way, like her kids are in high school. OK, so she's like, I know you and I are around the same age. And I was like, oh, n- no, no, no. And I thought, oh, red flag. She thinks I'm a lot older. And I was like, how old do you think I am? Oh, and she's that's like, always a horrible mm-hmm. question. And I'm like, just say it. Like, I don't care. Like, this will be fun. How old do you think I am? And she's like, you must be like 48 or 49. Ah! <laughs> I I laughed. Because I'm 39, I just make older references and crack jokes that apparently skew older. Yeah, I guess I didn't
2: know exactly how old you were. I would not have put you at that age, because that's uh, not (laughs) too far away from my age. So if somebody guessed me at that, I'd be like, okay, (laughs) I can't even. I know. Well, and again, it's those pop culture references. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the times that... You walk into a, an awareness of your age thanks to the pop culture things that are on the tip of your tongue, but maybe not on the tips of tongues of people younger than you. I did just want to say, um, oh, Russ sent us an email. I don't remember, but hopefully the Vicki Lawrence on your show was a good experience. Oh. Well, <laughs> no, it was not. No. Honey. Wait, I'll oh, tell you, that's uh-huh. <laughs> and
1: here's the thing: you wouldn't be able to tell if you actually listened back to the interview with Colleen and Bradley and Vicky Lawrence because you two are the consummate professionals. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah All yeah. of it was behind Thank the you.
1: scenes.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Mike. This one happened to me just uh, a few months ago. I was at a gas station, grabbed a couple items, walked up there, and they told me the total, and it was four oh nine. And I immediately said, "Giddy up." Like giddy up four oh nine, the old commercial.
1: Real fun. Oh, I was. <laughs> <gonna
3: see that. laughs> I literally, I say, I'm not eight thousand years old. <laughs> I made that comment, and the gal who's behind there, I realized after I said it, she was probably early twenties. Looked at me and was like. Leave. Like you need to get out of here now. And And I thought I was gonna uh, get like the
2: police called on me at that point. Do you remember at a time when you would make jokes and people you were like, yeah, I'm making jokes, and people were like, ha. ha." But increasingly now you make those jokes and you realize you're on an island. (laughs) Unless you're with your partner or your significant other or you know somebody you know is in your generation, increasingly people around you. We I we actually I just referenced this with my friends at the gym yesterday. There somebody I, somebody called me sir and I was like oh god I remember when people started calling me sir and I was not happy about it at all.
1: I and, didn't get carded at the liquor store. Oh we yeah. no. Oh.
2: Yeah, well, please, I haven't been carded in a hundred years. I was so. gonna say.
1: I'm getting Botox next week,
2: yeah, <laughs> honey. That's just smart. That has nothing to do with age. That's just that's preventative. Can
1: I leave us with this Grandpa Simpson? Oh, quote? we gotta
2: go because we gotta do your actual yeah. segment, Paul. Oh,
1: okay. I leave you with this from Grandpa Simpson. I used to be with it, but they changed what it was. Now what I'm, what I'm with isn't it, and what it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. It's going to happen to all of us.
2: Yeah. If you're fortunate, thank you uh, for putting up with our people we're calling in. We don't have time, but thank you. I know a lot of people are relating to the story. When we come back, though, I'm very excited because Paul is here, and he's going to share with us what's on the DACA to watch, uh, this weekend streaming at the movies and otherwise we return right here on my talk one oh seven one. welcome back to the colleen to, you didn't hear me say that did you okay no we're having a fun conversation in the break it's friday you guys and i'm very excited because that means our good friend paul mcguire grimes from paul's trip to the movies is here to tell us what to watch where do you want to start this week Paul?
0: well do we want to start in the theaters with a movie that will Everyone will go see yeah, this weekend. I think that's what everybody yep. wants yeah. to hear So about. that is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And I really think the director, Ryan Coogler, who co-wrote the film, did the impossible, which was make a sequel to Black Panther without Chadwick Boseman and make it as strong, as rich, as emotionally satisfying as you'd want it to be. And really, one of the best Marvel movies to date. And that wow. says something close to 30 movies into that cinematic universe.
2: That's That's very comforting because I think a lot of people would have gone to see this regardless because right. it is such an, emo- like we're all kind of emotionally invested. Oh yeah, like, um, But to know that we're not only going to have that emotional connection,
0: we're also going to enjoy a great movie. And you will, because this movie I think is, it, it, this movie is dedicated to, I have to think of how I want to phrase this, the kick butt women of Wakanda. Oh, if awesome. the first movie is about like a father and a son and like a king and like a villain that was a male, this is all about the women. Queen Ramonda, Angela Bassett, is now in charge. How does she face the United Nations? You also have Shuri who is um, T'Challa's brother trying to figure out what is her place in this community without my brother here, without, who am I without my brother? And she's got to figure, and then there's just the other women warriors that make up this, make up Wakanda. It's stunning. And the production design, the special effects, it all works so well. It feels like a real community. Unlike some of the other Marvels that are so CGI, you're like, that's fake. That's the green screen. Blech. This is like, I I want to be in this community because it feels so it Awesome.
1: So they've made an effort to do practical effects and mix it with the CGI, yeah. and create some texture. Absolutely, that might be you feel that that lacking. yeah, like
0: the costumes again, stunning. I mean, Ruth Carter won the Oscar for the first movie. Now, in this movie, the, the the antagonist here is a underwater tribe of sirens that kind of find a vulnerability within Wakanda and then make their presence known. So a lot there's like this whole underwater community, and yeah, it's. It's created well, but you can see that, of course, there's more CGI there, obviously, like an Avatar James world. James Cameron, but... and I can just hear him like, underwater, really? Right, you're doing really, that. <laughs> But a great villain, this villain is is fantastic, and to see it all come together. And I would say that the, the movie's very long. Plan your bathroom break accordingly. Two hours and 40 minutes. Do you
2: have any ideas where, we, or any suggestions? I, I would mm-hmm. say somewhere
0: in the middle, because mm-hmm. you were like, there's a lot going on here. Like, I gotta kind of keep this all straight. There's another undoer Mar- Marvel character, I don't want to give it away, that comes into play, and you're like... Don't know if that character is really necessary like maybe you're just mm-hmm. trying to connect to other yeah, but because this is and- part
1: of the marvel cinematic universe so it is a story within a larger context right
0: i don't i if you haven't seen the first one in a while i think that's okay you will still feel that richness it kind of opens with this ceremony of this burial and you find that sense of community and then the ending the mid credit sequence broke me Oh wow. I don't want to say too much. Okay. But it's like, oh, you did Brian it, Kugler.
2: Okay, good. That's very yeah. good to know. I think that's gonna make a lot of people happy this weekend and beyond because this movie is gonna be at the top yeah, for a while. Absolutely. Um, is there a different way for us to see this film? I ask, meaning uh in the Twin Cities, are there like better screens, worse screens to IMAX see? This film at
0: Southdale or Rose oh, is probably gonna okay. be your biggest. They also at this at the AMC's had their Dolby vision theaters you could see it there and the mall of america they have a new theater there that has like a not quite 360 but a very three-sided panel of screens oh, interesting. Interesting. black panthers paying so you could really have that full theatrical experience if you oh, that's it. cool yeah all right how many tickets subs four and a half out of five loved it one of the best marvel in not a while.
2: surprised mm. super excited it's going to mm. get a lot of people in the theater if i'm thinking of going think so. that means uh okay where do we want to go next? Let's go to The Crown. Okay, because that's where I wanted to go, but Netflix. I don't, you know, I
0: know. This, Your opportunity. Yeah. So. so right now in the story, it is the 90s. We are opening with the fact that Charles and Diana are basically on the brink of divorce. The queen is dealing with uh, Anne's divorce. Charles wanting to have a divorce. Andrew and Fergie's divorce. So she's got all of this stuff happening in the family. You also have rumors happening that we see in the first episode of... Uh, Prince Charles may be wanting the throne and suggesting that the queen should abdicate to Prince Charles. So the tension is kind of thick within the family, thick within the image of what the monarchy and the country looks at. And it you there's a lot going on here.
2: That said, I have watched uh, one episode because all the episodes are available are right All now, 10 are right? available. Yep. Um, Holly, you have, not, have you started yet?
1: I haven't started season five yet, but I did watch all four seasons of The Crown. Yeah. So I am up to date.
2: I will say, you know, uh, Jamie decided to start watching this season because it was like, you don't need to watch all the other ones. This is a new cast anyway, and it's a new chapter, and it's pretty much the period of time that I think you're going to mo- mo- know most about. That said, we're only one episode in, and I will say it was a slower start for me like I, that is a thing about this show in general it has very slow pacing and I can understand how that might rub some people the wrong way but are are we gonna go on a roller coaster this season well
0: I would say that the front half of the season for sure is very Charles Diana heavy because I think that's what the audience is looking for yeah. again we mm-hmm. love Diana we want to see what happens there and Elizabeth Debicki if you saw Tenet if you saw Widows she's so she's flawless I feel like she's Diana. the best
2: she, I don't want to say she's the best uh, actress in this season, but she is the best at presenting the character. Right. Because but, even Imelda Staunton, I think, is going to have to grow into this role.
0: She's the, I would say, we don't see a lot of Elizabeth yet in this season. Okay. So it, we're not getting enough material for uh, Imelda Staunton to do as Elizabeth. It's a very quiet, a very reserved, contemplative take. This is all about, like, Diana finding her voice and, And not putting up with anything else. And trying to figure out how she can use her voice. The second episode is when Andrew Morton writes his book, Diana. And is secretly having conversations with her. And what happens when Philip finds out about that. Mm. The third episode is all about Muhammad, Al-Fayed, and Doughty. So we're then having a backstroke. They do. They're they're picking up to kind of see how these pieces are going to come together throughout the episode. How
2: did you feel? Again, we're talking with Paul McGuire-Grimes... Uh, about the fifth season of The Crown. How do you feel like they did accomplishing all of that by the end of the season.
0: Well, I haven't finished the season yet. Again, I'm waiting. My husband and I are going to kind of finish it together. So I've watched a little bit of it just to get a feel. I did. I got to interview Melda Staunton, Jonathan Price, oh and Leslie Manville, who's believe so your life right now, Margaret. Um, so I wanted to get a little bit of a flavor of their performances. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think that it's, I think when you know what's happening in the show, if you remember in your timeline, it feels like it picks up faster. And I think they are trying to put a lot out there. There was at one point I was like, did this all happen and they exact same time because it seems very dramatic Mm -hmm. for maybe show purposes that you're going to truncate it all into this episode but maybe where in the first two seasons I didn't know any of that history so that almost felt a little slower I didn't feel as connected than I do right now If that makes sense.
2: I will say, I don't know how you felt, Tally, but I enjoyed the first two seasons because that was an area I didn't know a bunch about. Right. And the discovery was fun. The interesting thing about these later seasons where I know maybe more of what's happening is it going, oh, I I either forgot that or I never knew that. So he does add things that Mm -hmm. the, you know, sort of popular culture didn't probably share with us, right?
1: Yeah, and you might have a contemporary view, or like you have a visceral memory of what happened in the season to the crown that will maybe impact the way that you view it.
0: I think it depends on what you want out of the show if you want to relive some of these things that you know you remember, or if you're like, I don't want to relive that, I don't want to relive right. Diana and Charles, yeah, you may not be interested in the season. And w- another thing I love is having different actors play these characters because they bring a little bit of themselves in it, they bring that history. Melissa Sutton. Has a different career history than Claire Foy.
2: Paul, thank you so much. Thanks Paul for the me. movies.com Twin Cities Live. Absolutely. See those interviews, Paul movies on YouTube. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. God, I could talk to Paul about TV and movies all day long. Couldn't you, Holly? I know you could. Sorry, your mic wasn't close.
1: <laughs> Yes. i ask you questions well, and you're the, not ready the nice thing is that you can go and listen to our podcast or you can check paul mcguire grimes on twin cities live later this afternoon
2: yes now holly we're going to change things up a little bit so and by that i mean we're going to do crazy stupid idiots yeah normally we do csi or spot the crazy stupid idiot on fridays we're not doing that today but
1: mm-hmm. i
2: know we've got crazy stupid idiots for our listeners so should we uh Should we get right to it?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Well,
1: then, I
2: guess one could say
0: that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does.
2: Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of
1: Florida. Florida
2: and sometimes other places oh like
1: am I going first you
2: oh sorry yes do you mind going first
1: not at all we're going to Texas Texas
2: oh I miss Texas I really do you guys great food
1: Deep in the heart of Texas, we're going to Wichita Falls. Have you ever been to Wichita Falls? I
2: have not. I did not know there was such a place.
1: Wichita Falls is in near Oklahoma, actually. No, that's why I don't know. Though. Okay, was, yeah.
2: lived yeah. in Houston.
1: Okay, so. way other side of the state, but we've got to get familiar with a guy named Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin, Um, he was at the Union Supermarket on Old Iowa Park Road. In Wichita Falls. I don't want to say just Wichita, not Kansas. Wichita Falls. And um, this happened uh, on Monday. And a loss prevention officer was in the United Supermarket. And he saw Kevin do something. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. He saw Kevin do something. Yes. Well, I wonder what he saw Kevin do.
1: Yeah, well, a loss prevention officer at the supermarket...
2: Maybe... A little theft?
1: Yeah. Ah. So this officer saw Kevin putting two hairbrushes in his pants pocket and a bottle of eggnog in his waist pant.
2: Is that some eggnog in your waist, sir? Or are you just really...
1: Happy to see un- me. <laughs> gifted in the... I mean, the hairbrushers. Well, so the loss prevention officer was like, mm, Kevin, honey, uh, we're not going to be having you do that. And uh, Kevin got a little feisty.
2: Did he now? Yeah,
1: he got a little feisty about this. He actually pushed and punched the officer and dropped all of the items. That's rude. G- yeah, the like egg- he's like, I'm going to make a break for it. I'm going to make a break. Oh, here goes my eggnog. Here goes my hairbrushes. Now, I want to tell you that the officer was fine. I mean, he definitely had a little you know, injury sure. because of Kevin's assault. But he's fine. But after this, Kevin pleaded the fifth even though officers identified him from previous arrests and was like, I didn't do this, I'm pleading the fifth. What? Yeah.
2: You can do that?
1: He tried.
2: I was going to say, he can try anything, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, presumably it did not work.
1: You know, it did not work. It did not. All right. So, you know, Kevin had some eggnog in his pants, (laughs) and he dropped it. A little
2: song, a little dance, dance, a little little eggnog down the pants.
1: Yeah, but he wouldn't. What? I don't
2: know. No, it would be cold, first of all, and yeah. kind of sticky.
1: Yeah, you might want, you need the seltzer to clean it out.
2: If you were going to steal something from the store, Holly...
1: No! No, the answer is no. You would
3: not steal? No. Okay, Mike, you want to steal something? I, I, if I did, it wouldn't be eggnog or hairbrushes, Especially <laughs> in my case. Don't you think... Well, uh,
1: and <laughs> here's the irony of it. Mike
3: has luscious, long locks.
1: <laughs> um, Kevin... I want you to look at the picture of Kevin? Okay. You know he stole the two hairbrushes.
2: Did he need them?
1: No. Uh, he used... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: That's a one at the Great Clips. That's what we call that. <laughs> uh, and uh, why did he? Maybe his girlfriend had some hair issues or something, maybe. and she needed a brush. Mm-hmm. It isn't. I just. Oh, the only reason I asked what you guys would steal is because I think. I don't know. Here's how my mind works. If I were gonna steal, it would be something worth stealing.
1: You would think.
2: Right? Like something that you can't just pick up. Because I assume, I don't know this guy, but I bet he could afford some eggnog.
1: Perhaps. Right? Well, yes. So
2: it's not like it was, you just wonder, like, where, it's not like he was stealing, because what, what do people always steal at the store? It's all this stuff that they lock up. So it's things like razors, mm-hmm. high ticket items. Yes. So I'm just saying, if you wanted to steal something, I, I think you'd go for,
1: yeah, you'd go for the high-end face cream. Yeah. Cuz they have that locked behind the windows over at the grocery stores and the drug stores and you other know, things. I
2: just think I wonder how much that keeps people from buying stuff cuz how many times have you like come across one of those things and you're like I am not Oh yeah. I don't okay. have time for this. No,
1: I'm not. I'm not going to talk to ma'am, another human
2: being. Ma'am. Or maybe that's just my introverted self. No. Well, it's the- like <laughs> I do that all the time. And I'm like,
1: oh. no, Holly and
2: I are over here like, I don't want to have to talk to people
1: when there's a person who is attending the self-checkout. Oh, God, I love the self-checkout. I love. The but self- I do
2: also I try to not make eye contact with the person who works because I don't want to.
1: <laughs> You wanna have a conversation. <laughs> or the worst is when you're like, I know that I scanned this too quickly and now you're summoning. Oh god, the and employee. then the light goes off. You're like, the and whole point to of me wait. doing this is I don't
2: want to do it.
1: And it's like, I know what I did wrong. Can you just let me go back and try it again, yeah. please?
2: Just give me the power to reset the dumb machine. Yes. You have cameras on me uh-huh. because like Target, for example, Right. It's got a camera like it shows you your face. Yeah,
1: I see the bags and the double chin. Thank it's oh fun. God. It is <gasps> the worst.
2: I have never looked so hideous in my life.
1: <laughs> if you want to look like a tired old windbag, just go to the self-checkout <laughs> camera. It's horrible.
2: Yeah. If anyone has self-esteem issues, avoid self-checkout at Target. But then also like, but why can't I just reset the dumb thing because I didn't set the thing down fast enough? And now it's beeping, and then the person has to come over. You already have cameras on me on the dumb machine and in the store, and there's somebody already standing there watching me. There's
1: probably the loss prevention officer yeah. that's hanging out in the front, anyways.
2: Uh, exactly. Oh. Or they're they're actually behind you pretending to be a customer. Yes. Because that's a thing.
1: That is a thing. We
2: used to. I used to. Uh, I used to be at the Target so much downtown because I used to walk. Uh, I used to take the bus and I used to take the bus through downtown every day. And so I would stop at Target and do a walkthrough and see what was on sale. I knew who the loss prevention officers were, the plain closed ones. Yeah. Because I was there so much, I could recognize them because they would just kind of loiter through different areas.
1: You're like, you're not just looking at the clearance rack like me, are you? <laughs> yeah.
2: And I want <laughs> to be like, hey, how's it going? God, That's I, not creepy. No
1: one. Has, this is going to go on clearance. <sighs>
2: How did we get on this subject, I don't, Holly? Uh, you know, did they end up arresting eggnog pants?
1: Yeah, eggnog pants went bye bye in the car car.
2: Okay, um, can I tell you another story, please? All right, I would like to now take you to another part of Texas. Woo! Yeehaw! San Antonio. Oh, and I want to tell you about police there describing something. Well, it's unfortunate, and I want to just tell you that everybody's okay. Uh, But some people did have to go to the hospital. But it's why things got stabby, I'm just going to put it out there, that earned this story crazy stupid, idiot status. So how did the stabby begin? Well, apparently it was just after Midnight Tuesday at the Military Village Apartments in San Antonio. Mm. Now, if I were to ask either of you why things got stabby, Just after midnight on a Tuesday at the Military Village Apartments, what might you think prompted the stabby behavior?
1: I'm thinking that somebody was having a loud party. One of the neighbors didn't like that, decided to go over to the loud apartment and take matters into their own hands.
2: That's a very good
3: guess, Holly. It is incorrect, but I like I like that you're yeah, applying
1: logical.
2: logic, yeah,
3: Mike. Do you have any ideas? Um, I watch a lot of Cops. Uh, those old reruns of Cops. Yeah. For some reason, that was everyone always gets their oil change from like their c- creepy neighbor late at night at like oh after God, on a Tuesday. A I think there was an track. I think there was an oil change situation. He was doing it and it didn't go right. <laughs> well, and uh, yeah, they decided yeah. to pull out the knife. I'm gonna say meth was probably involved. You're wrong.
2: Oh, okay. but unless you're being euphemistic and an oil change involved. Oh. Uh, one guy sleeping with another guy's girlfriend.
3: Oh, God,
2: checking I mean... the oil because that's exactly what happened. Police say the incident started when a girl invited her ex-boyfriend to her apartment. Sometime later, the new boyfriend showed up.
1: Oh, dipsticks weren't involved.
2: <laughs> well, there were some. OK, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. When the new boyfriend shows up, what do you think happened?
1: He joined in.
2: Oh, God. No, this is not the Hulu series about Jerry Falwell. (laughs) No. She hid the ex that she was having the relations with in her closet. But the new boyfriend was like, "Um, why is there someone in our closet? (laughs) And things got stabby. The new boyfriend stabbed the old boyfriend. The old boyfriend ended up in the hospital. But he's fine. He's going to recover fully great the new boyfriend obviously uh or i should yeah or no i'm sorry it's either way around the ex-boyfriend stabbed the new boyfriend Uh
1: but the new boyfriend's going to be okay the
2: new boyfriend will be okay the ex-boyfriend made a break for it officers did ultimately catch up with him uh or i should say know who he is and are expected to catch up with him
3: soon
1: well that's good we
3: know the weapon he got stabby with
2: that's a great. there was a lot of stabbiness going on. That's a great question. I do not okay. have the answer of what was used to get stabby. But, you know, they were running around the apartment, probably sure. a knife yeah. from the kitchen. yeah, yeah.
1: Something like that. Yeah. That's not good. Is it worth it? No, no it's not. It's not worth it. No. No, okay. just let it be, man. Let it be. Move on.
2: That's exactly what we're going to do, Holly. Yeah! In fact, when we move on, we're going to go to break. And when we come back our good friend Rocky Rococo is going to show up and we're going to do a game and that game is called The Throwback
1: Live
2: right here on My Talk one oh seven one.